0: Yes, guys, what's going on? We're back, 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 back again. Me, Daps, is here, and today we've got a special, special striker. Um, Oh, first, guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing across all platforms, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, even though we don't really use SoundCloud like that. Uh, YouTube, YouTube especially, like, because... Audio wise, you guys absolutely smash it every week, but we need to build that YouTube up now. So, everyone, go, go, into, go into YouTube, check out the videos, like, subscribe, and everything. But um, yeah, today we've got a very good striker. I'm just going to have a conversation with him. One of the championship bright lights this year. And, um, you know, Brentford's, Brentford's main man up top, we have Ollie Watkins. I'm gonna call him Oliver and see what see what he says. (laughs) Uh, let me just bring him in. Ollie Watkins. And this has been one that like people have been, you know, excited about. When I put it out, a lot of questions came in. So we're gonna see if we can get through those questions. But if not, then no no drama. Yes, Ollie, what's going on? Going on. Yeah, I just I just said that I was gonna call you Oliver. Let's see and see how you reacted. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. how you doing, man?
1: Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Um, can't complain, family's good, I'm good. So.
0: Yeah. I'm Are you back at um, training yet?
1: No, nah, not training. Not back training, just doing um, runs down the park.
0: So. Yeah, what's it like just having to do it by yourself now?
1: It's way harder, way harder, I think. Well, personally, I feel like that, because mm. training, you know you're waking up and you're going out the door, you've you got a more of a routine, whereas mm. this, you can, it's flexible. Yeah. And the later you leave your training in the in the day, the the less motivated you are to do it, so I try and keep a similar routine
0: to, Yeah. I mean, well, when we were in season. Yeah, because you've been off now for, Must be like two months. Yeah, easily two. Yeah. When you first go back, you know, the the championship is known for being a demanding league, like physically and everything. When you go back, are you going to expect the quality to almost be like, not even first game of the season because you wouldn't have had a pre-season, but are are you expecting it to kind of dip down into... Be a slow burner again, because no one's really been playing football
1: yeah, I think so uh I've been watching the Bundesliga, and mm. like' in a game I think have been a little bit sloppy yeah but i don't that's because there's no pressure from fans or it's more like a, it's seen as like a reserve game it's got a reserve yeah. game for yeah. so i don't know you've got to tell yourself in your head that it's going to be a good standard, but Personally, I think, you know, everyone's not going to be as fit as they are mm. they were before and the standard won't be as good.
0: Yeah. And you guys are obviously um, chasing promotion. So like, you, you can't even afford to even slip up, if you know what I mean. You can't afford to have that mentality of, you know what, let's just ease our way back into it because you're expected to literally just pick up where you left off. So all that yeah. momentum you not built before, it potentially won't be there. So yeah, how how difficult is that going to be for you?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be tough. You know, we we won our last game five nil. It looked like we pick up um a bit of a bit of momentum going into the the few next games, but I think it's going to be tough. But it's going to be the same for everyone. So uh, we're all in the same boat, and we gotta we gotta just work hard.
0: Yeah. I bet you're itching to get back there.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. From a personal point of view, um, the season was going really well. Mm. Pouring, so hopefully I can pick up form and, and you know take it back into the next
0: game. But it's going yeah. to be hard. You know, I was going to wait for later in the podcast, but seeing as you mentioned it on a personal point of view, yeah. personal point of view, like your season has been a mad one. Like, could you have seen at any point before this happened that this was the sort of season you were gonna have? Uh,
1: no, nah, not really, not at all.
0: Mm.
1: Just because in my previous seasons i scored 10 goals, I yeah. did well. Um, I always knew though that I was capable of scoring more goals. Because I got into such good positions, but
0: uh, I didn't think it would be this year. Yeah, I I thought maybe you know at the beginning of the season when you started scoring, I was thinking, you know what, it's early. Strikers normally have that little, you know, that little bout where they just keep going, keep going. But it's a long season. But you just carried on, you just carried on scoring, carried on scoring. And was there a moment where the penny finally jots where you're like? You know what? This isn't just luck right now. Like, I'm banging it right now. Uh, I don't know. I would say
1: when when I I was level with. You know, I've always been neck and neck with Mitrovic.
0: Yeah,
1: and he's a he's a goal. He's a known goalscorer. He's played in the Premier League. Um, he's a big yeah. name. You know, yeah. yeah. When I've kind of sat back and, and evaluated the season, like, even when we were halfway through and realised, you know, I'm, I'm keeping up with him, then um, I think, yeah, that was the time I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well.
0: Yeah, and obviously you, you're, you want Brentford to do well. Like, the team comes before the individual. But come on, like, you must be looking at that you know top goal goalscorer thinking no nah, i want that
1: yeah exactly um no it's it's a tough one because if we got promoted but i didn't i didn't get top goal scorer you know i I'd, mm. I'd take that um yeah. I'd take it more than getting the golden boot and not getting promoted yeah. it's a tough one but at the end of the day i want to score as many goals as we can as i
0: can and um and win that trophy What's been your best goal this season? I think I know which one is, but...
1: Uh, yeah, it's got to be the Blackburn one. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. my first card outside the box, so...
0: Mm. Um, I'll probably say that. What, what led the switch, though, to, to being a striker? Because a lot was actually made of it at the beginning of the season when, um, you, did, when you became like, the main man up top. Like... What kind of conversation did you have beforehand for you to actually become that man? Or was it a thing where, because I thought watching, maybe Brentford just couldn't get a striker in and then they just had to, you know, work with what they had. But was it a a thing before where the man's actually said, you know what, no, you are going to be the main man this year?
1: You know what, he never pulled me to the side and said, I'm going to be the the main man, the number nine, your first choice, anything like that. We Mm. never had, conversation about that. Um the whole of preseason I was playing you know left of a of a front free I had a really good preseason. Um and it was only I think we played Norwich and that was the first time he put me up front. I played quite well but um I didn't see myself playing up front for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they actually tried to we actually tried to sign a couple of strikers on uh, throughout the window, it broke down on like personal mm-hmm. terms, stuff like that. So um, I just naturally end up playing there.
0: Yeah, and it's it's actually worked out to be well. I'm pretty sure if I if I manage to have a conversation with your manager, he'll probably tell. Me, yeah, he planned it all along. But <laughs> you know, it's it's all worked out. And what's the biggest difference that you've had to learn in regards to you know playing on the wing to playing a striker? Like, what's the biggest thing that's helped you or the biggest move you've made, you know, that's contributed to this goal scoring? Because they're two very different positions, even though they are attacking positions. What's, yeah. what, what would you say is the main thing? The main difference?
1: I would say, uh, looking back as a wide player, I didn't get in the box enough. Mm. Um, but last year, I was watching my teammate, Neil Molpai, he moved mm. to Brighton now. Brighton, yeah. Uh, he was just literally like always on the move in the box.
0: Mm.
1: Sometimes, if I was on the bench, I'd just watch his movement, and he was it's like he was too either the defenders were stupid or he was just too clever.
0: Yeah,
1: because they're watching the ball and he's always on the move, and then he would just tap the ball in. Mm. They, they couldn't pick him up, so I thought if I'm playing up front, I've got to watch that. So, yeah. I've watched Neil's goals back. I go on YouTube, I try and watch good strikers and try and bring that into my game, really.
0: Yeah, growing up, did you want to be a striker or a winger?
1: i just just, uh, I'd say... Yeah, I probably wanted to, but be a striker, because of, yeah, I, I love Thierry Henry, like, I'm an Arsenal fan. Come on. So, um, I just wanted to be like him, but he was a winger at first. Yeah, and then converted. And then converted, so, um, yeah. I, I didn't really... I just wanted to just play football, to be honest. I didn't really have a position. I used to
0: run everywhere. Yeah. Nah, um, so, what's, what's the manager like? Because he seems like he's got a bit of a calm demeanour, but he also seems like when he's ready to row you lot up, he, he, he does that, that. What's he actually like behind the scenes?
1: Uh, he's a very good man manager. So he knows how to deal with like certain players and and he gets the, the most out of you. I think mm-hmm. number one, he always wants to work hard because if you if you run around and work hard, then you know things start to fall for you and you, you get that little bit of luck. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's very detailed, he loves Man City the way they play, and he oh, okay uh, mm-hmm. has to base our, our style on that. Um, but yeah, he's
0: is unbelievable. To be fair, yeah. And what was it like scoring your your first hat trick for Brentford? Yeah, for Brentford. Sorry.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. To be honest, you know, scoring goals is a good feeling, but I didn't expect to get three three headers.
0: Yeah. The, <laughs> the,
1: the bus driver the day before said to me that I'm. Um, I'm gonna get a hat trick tomorrow, and you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah hope so. cool. mm. But um, I didn't expect it when I um when I got that first one, I had a chance straight after, and then I thought I'm gonna get a few more chances this game, so I just mm. got to take it.
0: Now, with your you know season going the way it has, with all your goal scoring exploits, goal scoring exploits are such a media term, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With, with, with all your goal scoring and everything, moving forward, if you were to, if another manager was to come in, let's say, or you went to another team, I'm not saying that's what you're planning or whatever, or whatever but would you say that, no, nah, I'm a striker now, so this is what I want to do. If another manager came and said, I want to put you on the wing, would it be a thing of like, no, nah, but I'm a striker? Like, do you see yourself as a striker now?
1: Yeah, I think I would, I would stand my ground and say that no, I I want to play up front. Mm. Uh, and that may seem bad, but throughout my career, I've always been utilised in different positions. Mm. When I was breaking through the team, I kind of just got put everywhere because I was young. I wasn't going to say anything. yeah, uh, and I was just going to work hard. And I feel like that affected me a little bit because I never really cemented a, a position and you know, got a rhythm into, yeah, like I said, a certain position. So I think definitely moving forward, like I'm a striker now.
0: Yeah, I love that. How hard is it to, as a young player, because I remember when, like like you said, I was, um, when I was younger, I was a left midfielder, but they'd go and put me left back. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But I wanted to be a left midfielder. And when you're young, you kind of just get on with it like how hard is it to actually speak out and and be like nah this is my position you know because if you do speak out it could be a thing of nah this guy's a bit of a of a troublemaker and blah 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 so you just kind of get on with it but yeah speak on how hard it is for you to actually stand your ground when you're young for any player not just for you
1: i think it's the um you need a bit of guidance and i think the way you say it and come across is massively because if you go, I'm not playing left back, then they're yeah. going to say, all right, you're not playing then. But right. if you kind of explain to them you don't feel like that's your best position and yeah. do it, but you feel like you can bring more to the team at left wing, um, I think they'll respect you more.
0: So I think it's the way you, you approach the situation and say it. Yeah. Do you feel um, pressure now? No. Okay, at the beginning of the season, you probably didn't really feel pressure, but now the onus is on you to score goals, and in such an important time, do you actually feel pressure like to keep going? Uh,
1: do you know what? Not as much now. Hmm. Before, I would put too much pressure on myself. Yeah. I say I have to do this, I have to do that, and then if I hadn't done that, I feel like I failed. Even if I may have had a good game, I feel like i failed. So now I'm pretty relaxed. I just work hard and I think things are going to fall to me. If I get in the box, things are going yeah. to fall to me. So not too much. Really. I try to block it all out
0: now. Yeah. And it's easy to say, yeah, you've got 20-odd goals this season and you're the one that's, you know, keeping the team going and whatever. But I know it's cliche, but how much of it do you actually owe to your, to your team? when you've got players behind you, know you've got the Ben Ramers, you've got the Josh De that so how much do you actually owe to them?
1: All of it, really. Most of my goals, I haven't scored like, individual goals, say, like Saeed has. Mm. So, Saeed could say a little bit more. He does he does it himself, you know. He'd beat a few players and then put it in the far corner. Whereas mine, I'm relying on my teammates to, to get me the ball, to... To cross the ball and, and put it on the plate for me. Yeah. So um, I think it goes down
0: to, down to them, really. And on, on Ben Rama, um, are you surprised? Well, not, not so much. You, you've played with him now for however long, but when he, when he really started to take off this season, did it, did, it, did it catch you by surprise? Or is he someone that you can see straight away in training? This guy is unreal
1: nah it's not surprising literally it's just i always laugh when i get asked a question about saying because people don't realize how good he is like see clips of him but he's crazy Mm. he's better than most premier league winners
0: you know what i say that and i think if you look in your i sent you a message one time on, on instagram funny enough when i when i posted something you'll probably still see it there it's um of people talking about Ben Rama, like guests that we've had. So we've had Cyrus talk, we've had um Bradley Johnson talk about him, and they all say he's literally unruined, he'll easily, easily go creme.
1: Like if you think about it, the he's just like um the Algerian players, they they've just got something about them. Mm. Ben Arthur, Mares, they've they've got that kind of jinky, you can't get Yeah. Can't get the ball off of him, and he is literally his game is similar to Hazard's. It's a mm. big comparison, but the way he no, plays, I, I
0: know exactly what you mean in regards to. Is yeah. like Harrah,
1: Hazard, and but he's more skillful than Hazard. Mm. Like, if, if you see what he did to Bradley Johnson, and I, even I don't said though,
0: him, I've, I've got, a, I've got a Bradley about
1: that. <laughs> I even said to him, "Oh my god!" And then he was like, "I know, I know."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever sit there in like in matches, right? Like, when you see him in matches, do you ever just think to yourself, "He's got the ball, he's gonna kill this defender"? Do you
1: know what he? He's so much, he's better off instinct. Mm. But like he'll just if someone's just running at him straight away, he'll just then quickly roll it for their legs. Whereas Mm-mm. maybe if he's looking for the nutmeg, he may not get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's just kind of. He just leaves you a little bit speechless. Like we were playing Bristol City, and some guys just um, ch- a defender's charging at him, hmm. trying to press him, and then he's rainbow flipped it over his head. And then I was like, I was in the I was in the box just waiting for a cross. and um,
0: yeah. did the cross come? What? Huh? Did he cross come? No, I think he just passed it in the end. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's but another another player I mentioned actually, um, Josh De Silva. You're talking about skills and everything. Can you remember the one that went viral against QPR?
1: Yeah, I, d- I don't think he meant to do that.
0: You know. Do you know what? I looked at it and I was thinking, did he mean that? But the more I looked at it, the more I was thinking, no, nah, he might have meant that. You know, he might have meant that. Have you Have you spoken to him about it? Yeah, we were all like, I can't. I can't even remember it. That in the game, and then we, we saw a clip
1: on, on Twitter or something like that. Um, and I think he meant to turn, but I don't think he meant for it to be like that like clean. Yeah, no, nah, I bet he's, he's having that
0: though, isn't it? Yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. Who right. <laughs> <laughs> would you say the best? Would you say Ben Rama is actually the best dribbler at the club? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's miles ahead of everyone, I think. So when you hear talks of, um, because I know like you're a player and you know, when it comes to media, you're not really doing a lot, but you see, you must hear and see a lot of the stories. And when you hear about, you know, Premier League clubs coming in for you, because your dream, I'm assuming, is to play Premier League. Yeah, 100%. So when you hear that Premier League clubs are after you, how hard is it to actually stay focused? Because I know, speaking to you, I know you want to get promoted with Brentford, I know you want to play for Brentford, but at the same time, it's Premier League clubs. Like, what does it do for you in regards to your mindset, and how hard is it to actually to stay focused?
1: I think it means you're doing your job actually. So the more I see it now, if I'm linked, if I'm linked with clubs or anything like that, see it in the newspaper. I just think, look, I'm doing my job. I'm scoring goals. People are impressed with me. So. Um I take it a, a like a pat on the back really, but I don't go, oh, like these may want me or I don't get too big for my boots, do you know what I mean? So mm. I take it day by day and and yeah, just try and
0: keep producing on the pitch. Yeah, and when those when those um, links happen, you know, obviously the club will know if anyone actually comes in for you or whatever, but if they see a link, is there ever a time when someone might whisper in your ear like one of your coaches or something or a manager like, have you heard anything about this? <laughs> no, no, nothing nothing like that no, nothing happens like that yeah, because I always, I always wonder when they see these stories how much they're thinking hmm, what's he doing away from here is he trying to get a move or, or whatnot but, you know, I know you're not trying to do that so don't want any Brentford fans coming to me and telling me anything but um, you're your fan favourite has that always been the case? Um, your time at Brentford, um, or literally your goals, just
1: obviously the goals have helped. I think. Um, in my first year, I feel like I did, I, I did quite well, and um, a few people, you know, may have may have thought I was gonna do a little bit better, but I feel like they they warmed to me. Um, but this year definitely helped. I think the goals.
0: Yeah. Do you, think that, do you think that things will change? Because your fans at, at Griffin Park are, it's crazy. Like, do you think some of that will change when you go to the new stadium? Because like, the way the, the new stadiums are all set up, you lose a bit of atmosphere. But how much have you seen of the new stadium? So,
1: first of all, I haven't seen a new stadium. I was meant to see seen. it. Mm. I was meant to see it and then obviously all this happens so um maybe a while before I get there mm. and I'm to see it but hopefully I do. And then with the atmosphere I feel like it will affect it yeah. quite a bit. As you've seen with West Ham, they you know they're they've moved and it's affected it massively, but hopefully it doesn't have that drastic effect. Yeah. I definitely feel at Griffin Park it was, you know, it's a tight knit round. It's small. Team come in there. The away change rooms are not great. Um, (laughs) And if you go a goal behind, then um, it's
0: a nightmare. What would you say your toughest game this season has been as a team and for you personally?
1: Uh, Both the Leeds games. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, I think. The last few seasons we've played Leeds, it's always been neck and neck. It's been close, but um, this year I definitely feel like they raised it mm. with their fitness.
0: Um, relentless they were. Yeah, and and is known for having these teams really, really drilled and, like you said, fit. You're obviously playing at a level where you have to be fit, but. How easy is it it for you to notice the difference in levels of fitness when it comes to playing against Leeds?
1: Yeah, I think normally we dominate most teams with the ball, you know, Mm. possession, even against top teams. But I think this was was next level. I feel like I've I've never played Premier League football before, but Mm. I feel like I could have played maybe the bottom half of the... Of the Premier League and it would have been easier than playing
0: the Leeds game you know and I'm, I'm not even surprised you say that because number one Bielsa for me personally he's playing he's not playing he's managing below his level at Championship which is why he needs to get into the Prem. that's number one number two um, Leeds when they played against Arsenal in the FA Cup I don't know if you remember that yeah, yeah. Arsenal, just absolutely bop them and then it was only because, in the end, the fitness kind of, kind of, you know, showing through for Arsenal. But yeah, now nah, leads are unreal. Is that how you guys, not measure, but do you not look at it and, and throughout the um, season look at that's the level we need to reach?
1: Yeah, I think so. When I came off that pitch, um, I didn't have a great game. Um, I was tired. I felt. Yeah I felt rubbish to be fair and
0: I, felt rubbish.
1: Um, I did I, put, I thought I need to I need to step up really because if I'm playing against teams like Leeds I'll be trying to bring something to the team where I'm going to score or create something because you know that's what my teammates look for me for um, and yeah they were next level so I think that's something to aim for really
0: yeah you as a striker now this is interesting so let's say you score you know you scored 10 weeks running against teams in the bottom half of the table because obviously a lot of the time well most of most of the teams you play aren't going to be the top two teams and play them twice twice the season cool you've, you've scored you're on a crazy run got all these goals but then you come up against elites and let's just say you had a rubbish game how much of that do that like, goes into your head because do you look at it like these are the games where I need to be doing something and if I don't, then it's rubbish? Or is it like, at the end of the day, if I contribute more throughout the season, do you know what I mean? Because you could score 30 goals, but if you're not scoring against the top teams, do you still look at it the same? No, I
1: think if i score scored 30 goals but I haven't scored against the top, the top teams, it doesn't matter mm. really. Scored yeah. 30 goals, achievement to do um, uh, no I wouldn't take it like that I, I think I think obviously everyone would love to score in the big games mm. but the goal's a goal at the end of the day so I'd
0: still take 30 goals and yeah. score a game yeah I, 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 I thought you might say that it's just because certain times when so I know some people have said it I've seen some ludicrous things said about people like Obamiang sometimes where he scores all these goals, but he doesn't score against like, the top teams, even though that's not specifically true, but that's a story for another day. And like, they kind of label him as such. And I'm like, but this guy is scoring how many goals a season? But you want to label him based on those games. Do you know what I mean? So I, I always wanted to know what strikers think about stuff like that, you know, when people just minimise them to just two games a season.
1: Yeah, I think people are gonna criticize you either way. Mm. Like, imagine if people score against players score against the top teams, but then they can't score against the bottom of the league. You're gonna mm. get you're gonna get abused for not being able to score against the bottom of the league. So I think
0: it contradicts yeah. it. Yeah. Which striker do you look at now and think, ah, oh, I'm real striker, like who are your top strikers right now? Top strikers right now. Um I think Lewandowski,
1: yeah. he's just – I think he's different to um, – they're, they're, they're all very different. You've got, like, Kane, who's just – Kane, Aguero, Lewandowski, they're all just, like, killers. Mm. They just – they don't play around. they just – they're going to punish you. Um, so,
0: how your yeah, uh, I don't know are top three, though.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, for the Premon. Yeah, for the prem I'm going then. Okay, I'm not, I'm not happy about you putting Kane The prem, but yeah, going then. I'm not, I'm not happy about you putting Harry Kane there, Just so you know. Do you not think when yeah. Harry Kane, when Even though I'm
1: a Arsenal like, fan, I I can still say Tottenham players are good and stuff
0: like that. I'm not like that. Yeah, no, I'm not happy about that. To be honest, i no, I'll play, now I'll, play, I'll play. Now, Harry Kane, You know what it is. There's a history on this podcast that. Um, I used to get a lot of, not stick, but it's like an ongoing thing that like people think I don't like Harry Kane. And I actually do like Harry Kane. I think Harry Kane's a top, top striker. But I'm also an, an Arsenal man. And sometimes I let my, my affiliations um, get in the way and, and cloud my judgment.
1: You know what, though? Um, Jermaine Defoe, actually, as well.
0: Oh, come on. You're, see, you're correct somebody. He's... Um...
1: He's underrated or not underrated. He's,
0: no, he's, he's
1: underrated. Yeah, he's just like pushed to the side. He's, I don't know how old he is he's now. He must be 30, 30. 35 or something. 35. He's still playing. He's still sharp. He's still scoring goals. His movement is just
0: unbelievable. Mm. I think He loves it. Loves it, yeah. He absolutely <laughs> loves it. Yeah, no, the phone's always. We've had Defoe on the podcast as well, funny enough. And um, yeah, he he just always says that he just loves celebrating and he loves scoring. So that no matter what, that feeling to him of loving like to score goals, it will never leave him. And that's what keeps that's what keeps him going. That's why he might score the tap in and it's five 0 already. And he's yeah. celebrating. But yeah, if you come up against Exeter, would you and you scored, would you celebrate?
1: Um, nah, no, nah, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't. To be fair, it depends. It depends. Um, if it's a playoff final, mm. then, I'm, then I'm celebrating.
0: Yeah.
1: If you play them in a friendly or a, a cup competition where it's FA Cup third round, then no, I'm not celebrating.
0: It's, it's funny because they still love you Exeter. Like, so. And then. Um... A lot of the questions we had. Um we had so many. I told you, i messaged message you like when you reposted it. I've got like five questions in like five minutes. It was it was ridiculous. But um yeah, so a lot of the Ex Exeter fans, they want to know what your happiest memory is at um Exeter. Uh
1: I think scoring the the winner in the Plymouth game. Mm. Have you seen that? No after just search it. it's, it's not it's not bad
0: <laughs> a, it's not bad
1: yeah. yeah it would probably be that because i'd just come into the team um i had a little stint in the first team Or uh, uh, well, scoring my left foot in the in the devon derby
0: mm. um so yeah i'd say that yeah i'm gonna definitely look at that when i post it up and If it's not good, I'm not posting it, So just so you know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, you know, with derbies, yeah? Yeah. How hard is it for you, because they obviously mean a lot to the players. So, like, the West London derby is a massive derby. And it it means a lot to the players, so it means a lot to the fans. How hard is it if you're not from, like, if you haven't got that DNA of the club, is it to actually get up for the derby? Or is it literally a thing where once you see what it means to the fans, you're ready to go?
1: Yeah, I feel like when you realise what it means to the fans and the history about it, mm. um, it does make it a little bit more special. Yeah. Uh, the atmosphere, like when we play QPR, like the atmosphere is just, it's all sold out. Mm. So as soon as you out of the pitch, it's sold out and the atmosphere is, you know, buzzing.
0: I think it hits you, it hits you more. Yeah, and you, you quite enjoy playing against QPR, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you celebrate it, you celebrate like, you know what, I saw, I don't know which one, I think it might have been at their ground. Yeah, I think it might have been at their ground, and you celebrated, and I was thinking, listen, these QPR fans, they look like they're ready to, to hop over and, <laughs> and get you. you, like, they must have been human. Yeah, no, that, those games, you guys literally just, yeah, you played them off the park, let's be honest.
1: Yeah, in, in the QPR games, I feel like we stepped it up. We stepped yeah. it up. Uh, the first 20 minutes, relentless. Mm. Um, I think when we're on it, we're unplayable,
0: really. I think when you're on it, I think the only team that could possibly beat you in that league is Leeds. When you're on it. Do you feel that way as well, or when you're on it, like no one can really come up against you?
1: Yeah, I feel like it's, it's hard. If we're all on it, um, yeah, Leeds, Leeds are probably the only team that can come close to us, I would say.
0: Yeah. Um, that game against Blackburn, 2-2. When you guys were 2-0 down, the only reason I bring up this game is because, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with Bradley and um, we, we spoke about this game. But when you guys were 2-0 down, was there a point where you thought, you know, this might be a long day for us? Or did you always know, no, we're, we're coming back here? No, I
1: thought, yeah, 2-0 down. In the first half, we played well. We played mm. well. Uh, we started really well, had them on the back foot. We had like five shots maybe in the first 15 minutes. Mm. Uh, and then they, the win that game was crazy. Yeah. So we were 2-0 down at half-time thinking, like we've played so well, but we're 2-0 down and they don't even deserve any goals. Um, but as soon as we started the second half and we started well, yeah. uh, I thought we were then going to win the game. And
0: we almost did. Yeah. They also had a chance at the end, I remember as well. No, no, like, they had the chance. Yeah. Is it hard to, like, like when I'm talking about games like this, because there's so many games in the season, is it hard to actually remember a lot of them? Or do they literally just, if I say, like, now, when you play against Millwall, could, can you just remember the Millwall game, just like that?
1: Yeah, I can remember it.
0: It's... it's it's weird how
1: you can play so many games but remember so many small details and mm. things like that. I can remember that side I can remember we were playing a few passes on the side of the um the left hand side. I back-heeled it to him and
0: he missed that chance. I can just remember it clearly. Yeah. That's nice, mad. I bet you're just looking forward to getting out of this league though. Well, if well you're trying to get out of the league. So hopefully you can you can do it.
1: Hopefully, um Look, we got automatically when we restart but if not through the playoffs yeah if you had
0: to if you had to look at if you missed out on automatic could you guys are what 10, 10 points off uh yeah yeah you're, you're 10 points off and it's funny though before i ask that question in the championship how things can just change just like that yeah, yeah so even though you're 10 points off within the club is it a thing of no nah, we can actually still get automatic promotion
1: yeah, if you see Leeds last year, how of you watch a Leeds documentary?
0: No, I didn't know they had a Leeds documentary. What? Have no, not seen the documentary? No, I've seen the Sunderland one. I've seen the Tottenham one, Man City, not Tottenham, Man City. I didn't know Leeds had a documentary. Yeah, the Leeds one is unbelievable. Um, I'm actually gonna watch that
1: They, obviously, they threw away maybe 10 points mm. uh, throughout the whole Easter period didn't win a game, and then, you know, they, they had to go in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I think anyone can beat anyone in this league, and, you know, I'm still confident.
0: Yeah. If, if it does come down to playoffs, which team uh, I mean, you guys are favourites? You guys, well, for me, you you might not say it, but you would be favourites for me in the playoffs. But if there's a team that you'd want to avoid, who would it be, personally? Want to avoid? um... So let's even see.
1: Is this out the current, or is this any... Yeah, current. So there's us, Fulham, Forest. That's Fulham Forest and who Forrest. who's
0: Well Brentford, not Forest and Preston
1: are, are there right now. Uh, no,
0: that has gotta
1: be. Actually I'd I wouldn't like to play Forest, I don't think.
0: Oh, you you'd pick Forest. I thought you would have picked I thought you would have Fulham.
1: No, I think I would choose to play Fulham. Oh wow, why is that? Oh that's interesting. Why? We we both play similar styles of football. Like, you know, uh, you
0: get it better, basically. That's what
1: you're trying to say. Yeah, basically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's what's so tough about playing against Forest?
1: I feel like Forest, uh, they're so um, organised. Oh. Like they're solid in each part of the field. Mm. Uh, saying other teams aren't, but like they're just well organised. They don't score many yeah. goals, but feed many either.
0: Yeah, uh, gotta catch them on a bad day, really. Yeah, I feel like with Forest, yeah, like you said, you, you literally got to catch them on a bad day because the way they're set up, from front to back, they're just a solid unit. And if there's one player who I would not want to play against, it's that. So bad. Yeah. Have you, you so for um, Nottingham Forest?
1: What uh, What position? Sorry. Center mid. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. I know. uh oh, he's.
0: Yeah. I, he, whenever I look at him, he just. I'm just thinking, nah, I'm not, I'm not on it, I'm not on it. I, I think i thrown it in. We, we,
1: we played him, and he had the referee. He had the referee on his side. <laughs> saying,
0: that's
1: all I'm saying. I don't want to get myself into trouble, but
0: yeah. But yeah, no, nah, he gets, he gets away with a lot. I can say that. he gets away with a lot, but he's so effective, man. Who would you say is the toughest player you've come up against in championship this season? It's probably going to be a defender, right? Because. You know, yeah, toughest. Um,
1: played against a few good players. Ben, ben White's good. Uh, he's good on the ball, mm. so I can't get near. So I'm trying to press, like we're we're always pressing. If I can't get near him, yeah, if the ball it's just a nightmare for me because I'm chasing shadows, but. Actual good, well, both of the lead centre-back, Cooper as well is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a few good centre-backs.
0: There's, yeah, I would say those. I've got um, a quick question for you. So, I um, spoke to Anton Ferdinand. And um, when he was, t- he was talking about um, strikers that he's played against, and when I asked him who his... Um, who his toughest one is. I'm I'm getting somewhere with this. I thought he was gonna say Henri, but he said Nicolas Anelka. Because with Henri, if you if if, if you're marking Henri and you push him and you hit him or something, he'll just go into the other defender and then play off him. But then Anelka, if you hit him and whatever, he'll look back and he'll hit you back and say, okay, cool, but he'll accept the challenge and still and still do it. And, the point I'm trying to get at, in the championship, defenders are just very physical. And if you do come up against one, do you do you like encourage it or do you just think, no, nah, I'm just going to go and play off with a, a different defender instead?
1: No, I don't think that. I, I just try and um, be a little bit more clever. So mm. if, if they want body contact, I'll, I'll stand where they can't yeah. see me. I'll stand behind them and they're either worried about me or the, and then they don't know where the ball is or, yeah. their, or they don't know where I am so I just try and be smart like that
0: yeah how much of that comes down to to experience of playing week in week out in that position and how much of it comes down to maybe you watching other strikers I think
1: playing in League 2 is literally mm. just, you feed off scraps it's, it's so physical mm. uh, defenders pinching you and stuff like that so Um, I think just the experience, yeah just learning from it really.
0: Yeah, and how much would you say playing in you know in those lower leagues first and then moving up slowly, do you think that's better than if you had just come through like the academies at like let's say Chelsea, come through Chelsea Academy and then you're expected to make it first team, do you feel like because you've got Men's football is such a physical league. They managed to deal with it. It's probably toughened you up more than if you was actually if you'd actually come through these academies under twenty threes at these bigger clubs.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like it is good. It it um, allows you to play first team football earlier. Yeah. The only thing is, I feel like, it takes time, and obviously, I'm 24 now. You got players coming to the Premier League. Look at Mason Greenwood. I don't know how old he is, 17. Yeah, young. So if you can make it through the academy, obviously mm. that is that way because you're, you're there at the top. Uh, you're younger. Um, you're playing first team football. Mm. Uh, ideally, but if not, I, I definitely feel like if you're not playing, you should go
0: out on loan and, and get experience. Yeah, when you look at Brentford. Which young players coming through would you say is going to have? Obviously, you know your hope is that everyone has a big future, but is there one that that sticks out when you look at the young players coming through at Brentford? That's good. Go You're young yourself, so
1: yeah. There's a there's a few. There's a um, the striker, Marcus Force. He was on loan at Wimbledon. He scored like I think he had the best goal to game okay. minute or something. Mm-hmm. 10 goals and then he was only there for he was only there for six months maybe less Mm. than
0: that yeah
1: he did his hamstring got a lad called Jan Burek he's um, he's Czech Republic but yeah he's he's a bit like um Iniesta his dribbling
0: oh bloody hell
1: Big comparison,
0: John, but no, no, like, I, I get it. The, the fans are gonna lap, lap that one up. Though. <laughs> it,
1: he he can dribble off both feet, um, mm. it's good, yeah. And then, as always, Mads Roslin,
0: yeah. Very What's what would you say your your best attribute is as a striker or well, as a player, right, as, a striker, as a player in general? Best attribute,
1: um.
0: Would you say your finishing has improved a lot or has your finishing always been this way?
1: I feel like it has improved a lot, yeah, but I don't feel like a lot of my finishes have been too difficult this year. I feel like... No, I've in-
0: a lot of, you know, tap-ins and, and, and... But to be honest, if someone said to you, you're going to get 20 goals a season with tap-ins... Yeah, you'll take that. You'll, you'll take that. Do you know what I mean? Like the strikers like, you know, the Vanisteras and Inzagis who literally made a made a career out of it. So yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with it at all. But um before we, we start wrapping up, as it is mental health week, I've decided to actually ask you, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. <laughs> yeah. You're you're good, yeah, because the reason why I ask is um because it's a question that comes up a lot with mental health in football and and I don't want to ask you too much because you're not a professional and I don't want you to say anything that might get, you know, say, said in the wrong way without context. But what I will ask is do you feel like within football there's enough help? You know, so if you were struggling mentally, do you feel like, you know, within football enough is being done to help you with those with those issues?
1: um i think there is a lot of a lot of uh people out there who want to help and who uh like, there's a lot of psychologists and um like the pfa are, are really good with that but i think a lot of it comes down to like not your ego but feeling yeah. comfortable
0: yeah feeling comfortable enough to speak to someone yeah that that was my next that was my next question that if there is help how much of it comes down to the players actually feeling comfortable enough to actually go and access access to help?
1: Yeah, I think you need to, you need to have someone who, who you feel comfortable with. Like, personally, I would go, and, I may go and speak to my brother rather mm. than a psychologist who don't really know.
0: Yeah. it's different. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, um, I'm happy that mental health in football gets spoken about because um, a lot of time, you know, how footballers are just seen as almost like robots. Do you know what I mean? Like you go out there, you entertain us and that's it. Like you're getting paid X amount of money. You're good. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like sometimes people forget that, you know, footballers are actually just human beings as well. So, and they struggle with everyday things, just like everyday people. So in fact on that, do you see that, you know, you're like more is expected of you because you're a footballer and how does that like make you feel?
1: Um Yeah, I think so. Like just people I can probably post like a photo of me eating a five guys or something like that on social media because I'd be like like you can't eat that, like, you can only eat chicken yeah, and yeah. So I think people they forget that you are only human and you do like the same things. It's mm-hmm. just we have different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like people. I feel like social media is a really bad thing for mental health as well. Though. Yeah. Touching the subject, because if you can't take, uh, if you don't feel too confident or, or you're worried about something, getting comments on your photos saying you're this, you're that. Yeah. It's not. So. Um, definitely for like social uh, mental health is bigger now because of social media.
0: Yeah, and I think that's just across the board in, in life. Social media I'm just has not helped. Has just not helped at all. But um, yeah, but I'm, I'm happy that you're that you're all good, man, and, and you're in good spirits and you're ready to you know you have you know you're ready to get back. I haven't logged on and, and seen that you're like you got three extra stones. So. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 happy about that. Um, before we go, um, who is the toughest? Not toughest, but who's impressed you most in the championship this year, player-wise?
1: Player-wise, um... there's a few. Mm. The West boys, uh, Grady
0: Tian. Yeah.
1: Um... He's good. That uh, Pereira as well. Pereira. Pereira, he's got the. He's like I think he's Portuguese. He's got the afro. E. he play for West Brom? He's the number ten, left foot. I don't even. Uh, psh. I've never yeah, you want that one? I've seen him sometimes. He plays with his laces undone.
0: Oh, flipping one of them.
1: One of them just chilled, like, but he's good mm. yeah. enough to. I think Calvin Phillips is
0: I think he's a good one. Calvin Phillips is my favourite player outside of Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Phillips and um and I know he's your team and everything, but Ben Rama. And yeah. I, no. I, I think you'd make top five though, Oli, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you'd I think you'd just about scrape in there. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. no no no, definitely like, Calvin Phillips is He's unreal, man. He's yeah, he's, he's unreal. Um, yeah, Ben Rama definitely. I'd put you. I think you're you're three or four. I take that. Yeah, I think you're you're three or four. So, because I'd have to put Bradley in there because he's just he'll message my phone if I don't. But um, yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm really happy that you decided to come and do this and. You don't really do much media. So... Not, huh? You, me, personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really do much media. So the fact that you've actually come and... Even though... Do you see this as media?
1: Uh, not, oh, re- not
0: really. Okay, good, good. Because I, I, that's something I struggle with, isn't it? Because I'm always... I'm not media. I'm just here having a conversation. Yeah. But a lot of people, you know, when they see me, that's oh, your, your media your mediums get out of it i don't really care for it but um yeah well, why is that you know that players don't really like to do media
1: i feel like what i was saying to you earlier about the, the 360 and mm. other platforms like that that post footballers the media is just straight onto it yeah so, um, you say one thing that's maybe a little bit controversial it gets blown out of proportion
0: so yeah. you, a lot of players they're just very like monotone and
1: yeah it was good today we got a win blah blah, blah. it's because you can't you can't take anything from that in the yeah. and blow it up
0: yeah no that's that's I, I definitely hear that and you know that's why you like you said you get them doing the whole robotic. you know yeah it was good We've got the three points. Surely, has there ever been a time when you've just been like, they were rubbish? Like, <laughs> they were rubbish. Like, you must want to just come out and just be real.
1: I, f- I feel like a lot of my interviews are quite an honest person, so I'm not going to just, mm. I'm not going to down. Like a few times I said, look, I've scored today, I've scored two today, but I think I was rubbish, to be fair. Um, yeah.
0: But I'll take scoring two goals over, you know, playing well. Um, sometimes they're playing well, not scoring. So yeah,
1: I'll come out and be honest and
0: say it. Um, you have come out and be like, let's say you're playing on a random team off my head, Exeter, and then Exeter were totally <laughs> Exeter were totally rubbish. Could you come out and be like, yeah, Exeter were rubbish they weren't they? <laughs> 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 no. No, uh, you can't. <laughs> it's, so, it's so crazy because and that's something I really want to champion. Like, I really want players here to be able to show you more of their personality because like, you're a cool guy, but a lot of people would never get to see just how cool you are. Do you get know what I'm saying? And I don't know. Hopefully, we'll get to that point one day. Do you think what happened where players can just be their authentic selves?
1: Um. So I think,
0: I like Troy Deeney. Yeah, but I think we like Troy Deeney because he's literally one of the few that can be that way. And he's so so real with it. And that's probably why we like him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, But, no, I feel feel like there's not going to be many footballers like that. I feel Mm -hmm. like if if you speak out, like you're asking for, and maybe you're asking for people to just get onto you. But like one, one thing I, I that I just don't get is like you see Aubameyang, right? He the way he expresses himself is gold cars, stuff like that. Imagine if Sterling did that. Oh uh, like, yeah. onto him. Like I, I it just doesn't correlate and
0: nah. Yeah. That's yeah, it's it's just I think the media just pick and choose what they want to what they want to um who they want to crucify do you get what i'm saying there are some there are certain people who are just untouchable in the, in the media and certain people who will always you know get get torn down but to be honest i'm i'm happy that this whole situation has actually happened and they're struggling right now to get content because you know because <laughs> they end up coming to you know to people like me and people at like the beautiful game podcast and Touchland frackers podcast and tapping podcast and just bigging up everyone and you know this is where a lot of players are, are coming in and, and speaking out so i do want to say thank you for that because um yeah man you, you do a lot for us do you know what i'm saying and this is going to be a good podcast i hope you've enjoyed yourself i've enjoyed it. okay great stuff you didn't come and do media so i'm happy about that thank you yeah, i'm happy about that um I've got one question about project Restart. restarting. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't, I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any questions about that. But um, yeah, guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing. Any questions you have? Um, yeah, get asked. Any comments? Um, oh, actually, before they kill me for not asking this one, um, how much of um, how much of getting no, how much of you staying at the club depends on promotion is that if that's too hard we can edit that one out quickly yeah we'll leave that (laughs) (laughs) okay cool 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 so i'm gonna edit so that's not gonna be there don't worry You're, you're safe you're safe but um guys keep liking subscribing sharing and all that good stuff and um yeah until next time thanks we're out wait there